We have the latest Islanders injury news, including another player placed on the IR and who was called up. Plus, we preview two games coming up this weekend, two chances for the Isles to pick up points at home. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Some big injury updates coming, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great just to talk a little hockey with Islander fans, game time or any time. So please uh, do get in touch uh, via Twitter. So... The Islanders making some moves on Thursday, and they were interesting moves to say the least. The Islanders placed forward Kyle Palmieri on the injured reserve officially. That's retroactive all the way back to November 21st. Palmieri listed as day-to-day and has an upper body injury. Then Cal Clutterbuck, who left the game against Philadelphia on Tuesday in the first period, he's also listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. And right now, so is Josh Bailey. Uh, He was scratched from Tuesday's game, replaced in the lineup by Ross Johnston. Now, obviously, I think the Islanders were trying to get Ross Johnston into the lineup, but Bailey still dealing with this injury. Now, he did skate at practice on Thursday, 
And according to the Islanders, all three of these players, Palmieri, Bailey, Clutterbuck, all of them are listed as questionable to play tonight against the Predators at the UBS Arena. So the Islanders made two call-ups as a result of these three injuries. And they recalled Cole Bardrow and Hudson Fashing from Bridgeport. And according to Lou Amarello, here's what he said. They were positional call-ups. We could have called up other people in different positions, but that's not the need right now. It's a positional need and also warranted on the way they have played throughout the season. So Simon Holmstrom still on the Islanders' NHL roster. Robin Sallow still down in Bridgeport on loan. And, you know, the Islanders kind of trying to protect their forward situation. Now, for what you may or may not know about the two call-ups, Hudson Fashing, six foot three, 204 pounds. He is predominantly a right wing in 18 games with Bridgeport this year. Seven goals, 10 points, four penalty minutes, and a plus six. Now, he's never played a game for the Islanders, but the former University of Minnesota product drafted by the LA Kings in the fourth round in 2013 has played 38 NHL games with the Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes. He has one goal scored with Buffalo back in 2015-2016, two assists, and eight penalty minutes. Cole Bardrow, Islander fans may remember, he had the big uh, penalty shot goal in 2019-2020, back before the pandemic hit against Ottawa, and uh, played in 10 games for the Isles then, and the former Cornell product had a goal, two points, one assist, one goal, and six penalty minutes. This year, with Bridgeport, uh, Bardro, who is predominantly a center, five goals, nine points, 23 penalty minutes, and he is a plus one. Now, people may be asking, hey, what's going on? Why didn't the Islanders call up Atu Ratu? Why didn't the Islanders call up, uh, you know, William Dufour or any of the other more highly regarded prospects in the lineup? Well, first of all, when it comes to Atu Ratu, he was not in the lineup Wednesday for Bridgeport's win because of a non-COVID-related illness. So calling up Ratu would not make sense at this time. He was unavailable and how soon he will be ready again remains to be seen. But that, you know, there was some speculation when he didn't dress on Wednesday that, oh, maybe they're calling up so he's safe and ready to come up and play in the NHL. No dealing with an illness, um, that's the reason. The thing that both Fashing and Bardrow have in common, they are both forwards with some NHL experience, and I think over the short term, that is still more important to Lou Lamorello than, you know, looking at somebody's long-term situation. I mean... 
Cole Barjo right now, 29 years old. Not really considered a prospect at this stage in his career, but is considered someone who could come in and fill in. Hudson Fashing, uh, the native of Milwaukee, 27 years old. Also, not someone you would consider a prospect, kind of one of those guys who will play a handful of games in the NHL each year and basically give you a steady performance, not hurt your team, and then go back and be an experienced leader in the AHL. So that's the reason behind the moves the Islanders made. Um, I know some people want to see Ishkakov. He's not being called up at this point. And again, younger, smaller, uh, and just maybe, according to Lou Lamorello, not quite ready for NHL duty. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But that is the situation now. And again, depending on who's ready, we may not see either Bardro or Foshing. They may very well be black aces uh, tonight and or Sunday night. But if the injured players, your Palmares, your Clutterbucks, your Baileys, can't go, well, you got these two guys ready to fill in if needed. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have a listener email. We have two games to preview coming up over the weekend and a lot more. So stay with us. More to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to World Cup soccer, hockey, and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Two games at home against Western Conference teams for the Islanders this weekend. Maybe you want to use your expertise to get a little skin in the game and make it a little more interesting for yourself. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Two games coming up for the Islanders this weekend. Tonight. Nashville coming to town. And, you know, the, the, the Preds are kind of in an interesting spot. They're 10-9-2. They've played 21 games. You know, I'd say that's a little disappointing for them. The goaltending, which has usually been outstanding, hasn't been as good as it has been in the past. You see uh, Soros has a 2-9-2 goals against average and a 9 10 save percentage. His backup, Kevin Lankinen, uh, a 2.50 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage. 
but they're still 10th in the league in goals against. The big problem for the Preds has been scoring. They are dead last with 53 goals. Now, again, they've played a few less games than many teams, but still not looking good. The PK is solid, 11th in the league. The power play, 28th. So they're struggling there. But there are some familiar names on this team and some dangerous players. And the Islanders always seem to struggle against Nashville. Nino Niederreiter, the former Islander, leads the team with nine goals. Philip Forsberg, who had been rumored as a possible trade target for the Islanders in the past, seven goals, 19 points. He's second on the team with 12 assists. Uh, Michael Granlin leads them with 14 helpers. And then you have Roman Yossi, the creative defenseman. Matt Duchesne, certainly a familiar name to a lot of hockey fans. So not a surprise there. Looking at the line combinations, the top line, Yuso Parsonen centering Forsberg and Grandland. Colton Sissons is the second line pivot with Tanner Janot to his left and Matt Duchesne to his right. Ryan Johansson centers Cole Smith and Nino Niederreiter on the third line. And the fourth line, Cody Glass, Yakov Trenin, and Mark Jankowski. The defense pairings, Ryan McDonough, the former Ranger and Lightning, teams with Roman Yossi on the top pairing, Matthias Ekholm and Alexander Carrier, the second group, and then Jeremy Lausen and Dante Fabro are the third pair. The goalies, UC Saros and Kevin Lankinen. Right now, this team is pretty healthy. Islanders need to sort of overcome the uh, struggles they've had against the Predators need to make sure that players like Forsberg and Niederreiter and Granlund don't do damage to them. Got to slow them down because Forsberg can fly and he's got a good shot. Islanders need to make sure they take that away. Uh, now, after that, Sunday, the Islanders will host the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a 7.30 Eastern time start. And the Blackhawks right now, 6-12-4 on the year. They are also struggling to score. 29th in the league, 56 goals in 22 games. Now, the Blackhawks will be playing a home, a back-to-back. They're playing at Madison Square Garden Saturday night before heading to the UBS Arena. So the Islanders will have one extra day of rest Hopefully, that is a factor that will work in their favor. For the Blackhawks, again, 29th in goals scored, but 25th in goals allowed. So this is a team that is kind of struggling no matter how you slice it. And this is a rebuilding team. There are still some names you may be familiar with. Patrick Kane leading the team with 14 assists, 17 points. Max Domi, 7 goals. Uh, Jonathan Taves leading the team with eight goals. But, you know, overall, this team doesn't have the consistency up and down the lineup that you would expect. Now, Alex Stalock, Tyler Johnson, uh, they're on IR. Jared Tenorti right now, day-to-day. We'll see if he is able to come back for Sunday. The top line, some familiar names, Jonathan Taves with Andreas Anthanasu on his left, Patrick Kane to his right, Max Domi centers Philip Kurashev and Taylor Radish on the second line, Jason Dickinson is the third line pivot, 
Yuhar uh, uh, Kyra to his left, Colin Blackwell to his right, and Mackenzie Entwistle uh, is the third, a fourth line center with Boris Kachuk and Reese Johnston on either side of him. Jack Johnson and Seth Jones, a talented top defense pair. Phil, uh, Philip Roos and Connor Murphy, the second pair. Caleb Jones and Jack McCabe, the third pair. And the goalies are Arvid Soderblom and Peter Mrazek. Soderblom, 2-5-2 two, two, with a 3-2-4 goals against average and a 9-0-5 save percentage. Mrazek has struggled. He is 1-5-1, a 4-2-7 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage. Rest assured, whoever plays against the Rangers, it'll be likely the other goalie uh, facing the Islanders. But right now, this is a team that is struggling. They have lost eight games in a row. And amazingly enough, most of them have not been close. In fact, out of those eight losses in a row, only one of them was a one-goal game, and that was a 3-2 loss to the Canadiens back on uh, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving. So after a solid start, Chicago kind of coming back down to earth. And again, this is an opportunity for the Islanders, I would say, to pick up at least three out of a possible four points. Two games at home, the, the Predators... Playing inconsistent hockey, the Blackhawks struggling, but, you know, the Islanders cannot take either one of these teams lightly. They have to go out there and play their game because we saw what happened Tuesday in Philadelphia. There was a team that had lost 10 games in a row, but the Islanders didn't skate. They weren't physical enough. They didn't put the puck on the net. They just didn't have the intensity level that you need to have to win consistently in the NHL. And I don't care if you're the Blackhawks, the Flyers, uh, or any other team in the league, you let an NHL team uh, play their game and you don't give it intense effort, you are vulnerable to losing, even if they are ranked near or at the bottom of the league standings. So the Islanders and... Lane Lambert, they need to get the work done uh, without question. By the way, for the Blackhawks special teams, power play in the middle, 15th in the league. Got to keep your eyes on Max Domi, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane. Nine of Kane's 14 assists coming with the extra attacker. The PK 24th in the league with a 74% kill rate. So hopefully the Islanders power play can take advantage. We have got more to discuss. We have a, a listener email to get to, plus our Islanders birthday of the day. So all that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, today, Friday, is the 47th birthday of former Islanders winger Brett Lindros. Lindros Drafted ninth overall in the first round by the Islanders back in 1994. Yes, uh, you know, his brother, Eric Lindros, the more famous of the two, was a big star for the Flyers and later for the Rangers and the Stars and a few other teams. But Brett Lindros, 6'4", 210 pounds, big, physical kid, 
had more than 200 penalty minutes in juniors with St. Mike's back in 91-92. Was going to be the next power forward for the Islanders. Made his NHL debut in 1994, the year he was drafted. Remember, that was a half season because of the lockout. Played in 33 games for the Islanders. A goal, four points, and 100 penalty minutes was a minus eight. Came back the following year, 95-96. Played in only 18 games. Had a goal, three points, 47 penalty minutes. And then concussions cost Brett Lindros the rest of his NHL career. Always wondered what Brett Lindros could have added to the Islanders. And, you know, you put him as a power forward, along with Ziggy Palfi and a playmaking center, that would have been a heck of a first line for the Islanders in the late 90s, but it never really occurred, mostly because Brett Lindros's career tragically cut short. We'll go back and look at one of his more memorable moments as an Islander. March 7th, 1995, at the Nassau Coliseum, Cue up Brass Bonanza because the Hartford Whalers are the visiting team. Sean Burke, the goalie for the Whalers. Jamie McLennan in between the pipes for the Isles. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Derek King potting his fifth. Ray Ferraro and Dennis Vasky with the assist at 7-14. 1-0 But the Whalers come back. Andre Nikolishin, his first Unassisted at 15-14 after one period, Isles won, and the Whalers won in the second period. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brett Lindros, his first unassisted, his first career NHL goal, comes at 6-22 of the second, 2-1 Isles after two, and in the third, an empty netter by Benoit Hogue clinches the win for the Isles, his fifth, Pat Flatley and Vladimir Malakov with the assist. Islanders win this one. 3-1, 3-1, to one, 23 saves for Jamie McLennan. Islanders uh, outshot in this game 24-20 to 20 in a typical dead puck era match, but they win it by a score of 3-1 to one for Brett Lindros, our Islanders' birthday of the day. He had the goal on his only shot of the game. Uh, it was an even strength goal, and it was the game winner, and that was... His first and only goal of that season and the first goal of his NHL career. Always wonder what kind of a career Brett Lindros might have had. Would he have been as good as his brother? Probably not, but could he have been like a solid 25-goal power forward for the Islanders for 8 to 10 years? Quite possibly, but that never did quite take place. So again... We want to wish a very happy 47th birthday to Brett Lindros. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Time for a quick email here. Uh, This one comes from our friend Charlie. Charlie says, uh, as you know, I am a fan of Timo Meyer. I believe Lou will make a large-scale deal with San Jose before the new year. San Jose needs a complete rebuild in order to get other vets to waive their no-trade clauses Timo needs to be moved first. San Jose wouldn't trade him to anyone in the West, so that leaves a small amount of teams that uh, he would sign long-term with in the East. As strange as it seems, the Islanders are in a good position to be in on this one. I believe Meyer and Alexander Barabanov will be moved to the Islanders 
for Atu Ratu, William Dufour, a number one, and Bailey, and if necessary, Bo. Yes, I do believe Ratu will be a future number two center, and Dufour can be a second line right wing. We are giving up talent, no doubt, but Meyer is a young, dynamic, point-per-game player worthy of an eight-year deal at eight and a half or $8.75 million a year, and Barzal will bring out the best of him and vice versa. Barabanov might just be starting to come into his own in North America. He will be with his countrymen on the island and could be a very good player. Also, as presently constructed, the Islanders are not a cup contender, but this deal complements all the other pieces we already have to make them a legitimate threat to win the cup this year and for the next six. So let's break this down. First of all, Timo Meyer, if they're going to trade him, would be a heck of a great addition for the New York Islanders. No question about that. He is talented, young, and a, you know someone who can put the puck in the net. Right now, 23 points in 26 games. Last year, a career-high 35 goals. And he's 26 years old, won't turn 27 till next October. He is in his prime. The problem uh, is that you're giving up an awful lot. And if you want to say, yeah, the Islanders are in win-now mode, yeah. And the other thing is to get something good like Meyer and to, to add, you know, another player like Varabanov, yeah, you need to give up something. I don't think the Islanders would be eager to give up both Ratu and Dufour but they might be willing to part with one of them and a number one pick, and then either Bailey or Bo, or maybe even both. But a lot to ask. I think Lou Lamorello will make a deal before the trade deadline, and I think the uh, San Jose Sharks may very well trade Meyer before the trade deadline. The question is whether or not they will make a match and make that deal should be interesting. I would love to see Meyer in an Islanders uniform. Again, obviously, depending on the price. And obviously, the Islanders need to sign him long-term as well and need to make that work under the cap. We'll see if they can work it out. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Charlie, thanks as always for the email. We always appreciate that. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back on Monday with our key takeaways from both of this weekend's game, the latest injury news, and anything new to do with your New York Islanders. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islander.